0: Matthew chapter 6 verse 19 to 21. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, There, the desires of your heart will be also. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 to 35. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes... How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? I'm not saying this to you. <laughs> this is Jesus talking to the Pharisees. For whatever is in your de- your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And Matthew 13 verse 44 The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field.
1: I think, do you get the the idea? Is, Is there a Something that you noticed in those three verses—a particular word that re, that was repeated in those three verses—just test if you listen you were listening and reading. Treasure, amen. That's what I'm going to speak on this morning. Is treasure um, and precious comes into it as well. The um, what it treasure is something that that is precious. We can have precious treasure, but it's got to be precious or it's not treasure. So if you get what I'm meaning in those two words, they are entirely different. Precious is something that is precious to us or to the person it's precious to. Treasure is a different idea altogether. And I've got a clip, if Marilyn's got it ready, to perhaps give you an, an, an understanding of what precious is. Uh, I'm quite sure you'll, uh, you'll recognise this guy. The, the story, what's happening there... To Smeagol, he was a hobbit in Lord, of the, in Lord of the Rings, if you didn't know. And it became a creature called Gollum. Because he found something, which was a ring. That he, he then called it precious. It was precious to him. But sometimes the things that are precious to us may not do as much good. It depends what's precious. What's the point? What's in your heart? What do you treasure? And where is your treasure? It's something that's spoken into my heart for years now. I think since I came back to God. Um, I became a Christian in about 1975. I can't remember this. So it's a long, long time ago. But I went away from God. Because I looked at things in the world. And I deemed them at the time more precious. So I followed after them. You follow where your heart is. Don't kid yourself this morning. If you, th- if you are doing or thinking constantly about one thing. That's what, where your heart is. If you have a, a new romance, so we can all remember perhaps a, a the first love or wh- whatever, whatever you want to call it, but when you're young and you meet somebody and you you have a relationship with you begin a relationship with them, you can't stop thinking about that person. They, they are on your mind. No matter what you do, you can't get rid of that feeling. You are engrossed in them and thinking about them. And that's great. That's how God's designed us. We're meant to do that. But it's what we are now, hopefully, as maturer adults, and hopefully mature Christians, is where our treasure is. And what do you do? You, you store treasure up, don't you? You put it somewhere, because it is precious. So you, you place it somewhere. You, you place it somewhere safe. And what does the, as Matthew's gospel there is telling us, not to, to, to find things precious on this earth. And that can be family. That can be really good, legitimate things. So don't misunderstand me. I'm not meaning that, um, family isn't good. That a romantic, um, relationship, so long as you get married and all the rest of it, isn't a good thing. Your children are good things. They're precious. They're treasures. They are little treasures and they're given to you by God. So treat them well. Treat your relatives well. Treat your friends well. Treat your brothers and sisters well. They're precious. They're so precious because they've been given a price. A price that you cannot put a monetary value on. Jesus' blood bought us this morning. That's how precious we are. The most precious commodity... In this universe is the blood of Jesus. There isn't anything else that compares. Nothing. Trust me. If you, if you don't believe me, open your Bible. Read it. The blood cried out from the earth. When Cain slew Abel, it says, God says in his word, in Moses wrote it down in Genesis, that his blood cried out from the earth. There's life in the blood. And that's precious. That's treasure. That's real treasure. So don't, and I've done it, and I'm not preaching, hopefully, you know, uh, I'm not judging here. If I say anything this morning, I'm including me. I have failed God utterly, miserably. I was on my knees in a bad place, and God lifted me up again. So if anyone's feeling this morning that, you know, things are too much, or, you know, I've gone too far, rubbish. God is a God of not only second chances, of seventy-seven times seven and seven million chances. So long as you've got breath in your body this morning, you can say to God, "I'm sorry, I repent. Heal me. Make me right. Give me that heart that I need to follow you this morning." The treasure is mentioned eighty-three times in the Bible. I think precious is mentioned about like fifty-seven times. It must be an important thing. And God doesn't put anything in His Word that he, that isn't ultimately. Important, it has a relevance, it has a meaning. And the first thing, this is blew me away, uh, if you, um, were to Google, I think it was, um, I forget it was, your yeah, treasure, the very second hit for treasure it gives a meaning, a treasure store, um, riches, blah, blah, blah. But the second one is, it, it mentions the Gospel of Matthew. So the whole world, if it Googles it, gets the idea of precious from Matthew, from the Bible, from God's word. That's what treasure is and precious is. I just thought that was just, it blew me away. Precious. Diamonds are precious, aren't they? And they're made. Do you know how diamonds are made? It's quite staggering. They're made in the dark, deep, deep, deep down in the earth. They're made by heat and pressure and darkness. And they come out the most valuable thing in this world. But really, they're utterly and completely and totally worthless. A man sat on a, a, say, a rocky barren desert on a pile of diamonds without a glass of water. What are those diamonds worth? What's he going to do? Eat eat the diamonds? No. They become worthless. He needs water and that's more precious. And that man, even if he was given water, if he, hasn't made his, he, if he hasn't given his heart to the Father, if he hasn't accepted the work that Jesus did, even the water becomes pointless. He'll live for a while. He might live for his next cup of water and his next meal. He may live another 50 years, but eventually he's going to die. And that water will have done him no good because he will go to an eternity without God. If he hasn't accepted Jesus. So the real precious thing with that guy sat on his little mound of diamonds isn't the water. It's accepting God. Again, it comes down to the blood of Jesus. It's what he's done for us that's the most precious thing. Um, precious. There's just uh, definitions of high cost, worth, valuable. Highly esteemed or cherished. So when people say my children are precious. Yeah, they're cherished. They're cherished. Dearly beloved. Is another definition. Treasure comes from the Greek. Tre- I can't. I'm not that good at Greek. Limmile me, I'm, It's more Hebrew, isn't it? <laughs> but it's um, thesaurus. Now I don't know for a fact, but I think that's where thesaurus comes from. So it's a treasure of words that we get a dictionary and a thesaurus. That's what treasure is. Amazing. No one can serve two masters but will hate the one and love the other and be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't love God and money. Well, for money you can put treasure. A lot of people treasure money, but you can't do it. Why? The God of this world has blinded the minds of of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves but Christ Jesus our Lord and ourselves as bond servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said light shall shine out of darkness is the one who shone in our hearts to give the light and the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthly vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not of ourselves. We can have treasure this morning in us. In fact, we have got treasure in us. If you are regenerate, born again, Christian, who's given your heart to God, and you may not feel like that. I once used to think, you, you, you've got to have the assurance of salvation. All oh, those people who think they're not Christians, then they aren't. Because I was judgmental and horrible. <laughs> and then God told me, no. You don't have to have the insurance. It's nice to have the insurance. But some people might be wandering around this morning with a burden on, still carrying the burden that Jesus has got rid of. He's taking it away. He says, my burden's light and my yoke's easy. And it is. His, His yoke is easy. It's still a yoke. It's still graft. You've still got to do something. And his burden, it's still a burden, but it's a light burden. Let God, let Jesus help you. Let the Holy Spirit carry you this morning. There's a guy called Dietrich Bonhoeffer who I absolutely, I read his, um, the life stories, not a, it can't have been an autobiography, a biography of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He, uh, because sadly he was hanged by the Nazis in 1945 for being a Christian, for finding the most precious thing in the world was Jesus, was the, was the Bible. The Bible is a treasure in its, in its precious and he coined the term cheap grace. I thought that's just so amazing. It's kind of going off on a tangent, but yeah, cheap, inexpensive, and that's sometimes how we can treat ourselves. That that God's grace that cost His Son, it cost Jesus His life. Isn't cheap. It was expensive, but we can make it cheap. We can tarnish it by the way we act. That's and it's sad, but that's another duty. It isn't all just sitting there doing nothing. The Christian walk, as I've found to my expense, sometimes can be hard, but it's the most precious and wonderful thing to do. Uh, Just a quote from one of my favourite authors here, uh, John Piper. Christ did not die to forgive sinners who go on treasuring anything above seeing and savouring God. The people who would be happy in heaven if Christ were not there won't be there. The gospel is not a way to get people into heaven. It's a way to get people to God. It's a way of overcoming every obstacle to everlasting joy in God. If we don't want God above all things, we have not been converted by the gospel. Now, that's sometimes, and he is, he's noted to be a harsh Calvinist preacher. But sometimes we hear things that we don't want to hear doesn't mean to say that they're wrong. When Janice read this book, that that was so, it blew me away again, thinking. She just read, she was reading. Do you know where that's from? The Sermon on the Mount. Lots of people know about the Sermon on the Mount. They've heard it, hear it again and again and again. But you don't realise sometimes, Jesus says really harsh things. He was harsh with the Pharisees when he was mentioning where your treasure really is. What is your treasure? And sometimes we don't even want to listen to what Jesus says. Gentle Jesus, meek and mild. Oh, not when he was calling the Pharisees whitewashed sepulchres. Snakes. Hypocrites. The Church of Satan. He even called Peter Satan, didn't he? Get behind me. Because he was thinking in a man, man's way. N- n- not, not the right way. When I was in the Marines, I, um, which was a long time ago, I got saved when I was in the Marines. I came to God um, got saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, but before then, I went to Istanbul. Um, went to do a big exercise in Turkey, in Turkish Thrace, I think it was. And I had some leave, what they call R and R. And I had five days leave in um, Istanbul. And I went to the Hagia Sophia Mosque and all these different places. Which I'm quite amazed that when I was only nineteen or twenty, and I was interested in raki, beer, and, and messing about, that I'd actually do a little bit of cultured stuff. Um, And I went to the Sultan's Palace and I saw the jewels, their version of the crown jewels. I have never seen anything like it in my life. There was a gold lampstand about that big, like the Jewish menorah. And it had 66, I think there was a couple, it's 66 precious stones, including diamonds, studded into these. Gold, solid gold vessels. There were jewels in knives and things like that. The rubies that big, big as your fist. And that's to some people precious. But it actually looked gaudy to me even then. And I wasn't being holy or snooty, I don't think. It just didn't look real. It looked fake. You can get fake jewels, fake treasure. It's what is real treasure. If it's really precious. If you buy some fake jewellery, costume jewellery I think you call it. You're not going to be that bothered, you'd leave it out, wouldn't you? But if you had a, a proper pearls or diamonds or rubies or sapphires, you'd be pretty careful with where you put it. You'd 't chuck it on the side or leave it on the floor for the kids to play with. That's what sometimes we do with God's word. And um, we shouldn't. I don't know whether this is relevant, but yeah, that's it. It's because as well, I want you to understand this morning, and I will finish shortly, um, is the reality of things. It's another word. I went to a few of the mainstream courses a few years ago, and some of the guys, they were were preaching on what is real. And if you read the message version of the Bible, most times... um, It will mention real life when Jesus is talking. Whereas in the other translations, they don't say that. They just say life. But it's real life. What is real? Real jewels are a bit tacky. And they're not even nice to look at. The real thing is brilliant. There is a brilliance to it. Literally, as in the brilliance of diamonds. When they cut right. When they shine. When they sparkle. There's something different. Zircon. Doesn't sparkle like a diamond because it's not real. Zircons, another thing they probably use in, um, costume children maybe. But now that you've found you don't have to listen to sin tell you what to do, you've discovered the delight of listening to God telling you. What a surprise. A whole healed put together life right now with more and more of life on the way. Hallelujah. Work hard for your sin, your whole life and your sin. Pension is death. But God's gift is real life, eternal life, delivered by Jesus our Master. And it's that real life. It's just a verse that struck me. And I just thought, I don't really care if it's a bit disjointed, so long as I can get the point over. This is what God wants you to know this morning. He wants to tell you his life is real, the only life. And it is. There's nothing else and other than the life in the spirit, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Seek first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness. Everyone misses that bit off. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You won't be poor if you look to God first. I'm to seek first in my life God's kingdom and God's righteousness. Then whatever else I do ought to relate to that goal. Where I work, whom I spend my time with, who I marry, or a decision to say single. Every decision I make ought to be filtered through that that idea. Where I put my money, how I spend my time, what I buy, what I sell. The real treasure is God, is Jesus, is his word, the Bible. If you don't read the Bible regularly, please, please do. Make a time to read it. Even if, And don't try and read too much. Just read a bit. But read it. And read it like you are a miner. Mine it for the treasure in it because it's there. Trust me. It will, it will shock you that God, if you really want God to speak to you. God's speaking to us and sometimes we, we don't hear him. But we certainly won't hear him if we're not studying the word of God. We've got to come under the influence of the treasure that's been given to us, left left to us, that treasure. What's your t- treasure this morning? What's precious to you? This morning. Let's read you something. that I, was, I did choose as a hymn. But I thought it might be problematic. And it's an old Pentecostal. Uh, from the redemption hymnal. The, the real hymnal. Yes. Shouldn't say that. Now I'm a Baptist should I? <laughs> and I'm only going to read one verse. I've found the pearl. Of greatest price. <clears throat> My heart. Doth sing for joy. And sing I must for Christ I have. Oh, what a Christ have I. He is, he is the pearl of greatest price. He's a treasure. I'm his treasure. In Isaiah 33 verse 6. He says of Israel, you are my treasure. He says Israel's his treasure. Well, everything he says to Israel and Judah. You can say he says to us as Christians: "We have that inheritance. We are treasured by God. We are precious in His sight." And I just want to help you this morning. I want to encourage you this morning. This has been so hard for me. I'm, I, sometimes I think I'm not an encourager. I'm more. A, I'd like to be one of those ministers who. Thumps it like that and screams about hell and things like that. And I do believe in hell, absolutely. And I don't think we speak enough. But that's that's another thing. I ask God to give me a word and I believe he has. I really do believe he has. And it's to encourage the church at Lum to, to seek after. Are we treasure hunters or treasure ignorers? Do we want to push that treasure away? God's running to us and giving us precious treasure. And are we going to say, oh, I can't see it, can't see it fumbling around like a miner without a lamp? Or are we going to get, get into it? Are we going to grow up and look into God's word and find seams of treasure in there, diamonds? You can be God's diamond this morning and sometimes it will hurt. You, if You may be in the dark. You may be under intense pressure and heat. But you will turn out when the master jeweller cuts the facets of your life into something better than the star of India. I think that's one of the jewels in, um, in the in our crown, the English crown or British crown, whatever. And it's like a bauble, it's nothing. It's just a rock after all. The real treasure, again, I'll go back to it, is the blood of our saviour. He washes it, sins away. He gives us new life. He lifts us up. He builds us. He strengthens us and he loves us. And he protects us. Forever and ever and ever, amen, throughout eternity. You are bought with a price and you will not be got at by the devil. You may be tempted, You may all all sorts of calamities may come upon you. But trust me, if you trust in Jesus, you're his forever. I'd just like to uh, close in prayer and then we'll sing. um, I think I'm singing. Has Dan gone? Oh, um, what did I choose? Oh, for a thousand tongues. I'm thinking that when I surveyed the wondrous cross for some reason, yeah. Oh, for a thousand tongues. And again, I just want to encourage you this morning that, that when we worship God, that releases something in us. Do you know when people go dancing to raves and stuff like that, or, Oh, probably ballroom dancing, but it releases endorphins, which makes you feel good. We can do that physically by singing, but we can release The gift, the treasure of the Holy Spirit in us to change our lives. I believe we are healed, literally, physically healed when we worship God. You can't, you can't undo these things. And I hope it's not presumption. I hope this is faith. There is a difference. Presumption is foolish and it's the world's wisdom. Faith. Is God's. It's from God. And faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. If you want faith, again, get into the Bible. I'm not saying I'm not. I despise the prosperity gospel. Don't don't mistake me. Uh, I know there is suffering in this world. But sometimes we preach a lack of faith. Oh, it won't happen. It doesn't happen in these days. Yes, it does. And it'll happen more and more and more if we listen to God. If we trust him with all our hearts, and lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him, and he will direct our path and heal us. Hallelujah. Anyway, go on forever, sorry. Um,